guess what decision we're about to make. Horrible decision. <laughs> west Coast, West Coast, West Coast. And when I say it, it might be as West as you could get. Seattle. That is real West. That's real West. Seattle, we are finally coming to you. Listen, you got to get tickets because I'm telling you right now, if Mandy and I ever thought about doing a loop of a show again, <laughs> we, that shit far as hell. It is. I got to take Alaska Airlines or some shit. Anyway, the point is I'm only doing it for y'all. That's right. So y'all, the Climax Tour is coming to Seattle. That's Washington, right? But not D.C. It's the So the, I feel like Portland peeps and whoever's like up there to come see us. Yeah, y'all know I got to pull out a map. But Seattle, we are coming to you on September 7th at the Neptune Theater. I don't know why. Vin, Vinny must be fucking some niggas out there. He's like, oh my God, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. He cannot wait to go to Seattle, hun. And you know what? I'm going to talk to the people who make the weather machines and it's going to be good weather because I do know that Seattle be rainy. Wait, what day of the week is it? It is... September what? 7th. Okay, so here's the tea. What's the tea? The t- the seventh is a Thursday. People like going out on on Thursday nights. They do. Because so Friday we barely show up for work. Yup. Make it a little event. Um, I would say call off at <laughs> <laughs> Let's the have next day. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you go on over to whorehive.com and get your tickets now. Beach is giving another solo. Welcome to another episode of Horrible Decisions. What's up, y'all? I'm Weezy. Welcome back for another episode. That's right. And I'm your girl, Mandy B, a.k.a. Pet the Stallion, a.k.a. Peggy Markle, a.k.a. That Bitch, a.k.a. Full Core Pumps, a.k.a. You outside. Are you out of breath, bitch? Bitch. Actually, no, because I went to bar class this morning. And, bitch, how I was, was it? I am feeling great. I'm 13 pounds down. And I'm now getting into where I want to tone. My hips have also been really, really fucking tight. It have been, it's been like extremely tight. And actually, you know what? This actually wasn't in the outline, but we have not God talked forbid about it. We talk about anything know, that's not in there. But I'm just remembering that we have not updated the audience. So real quick, y'all. Um, I've been Definitely like working more on like my mental health, making sure I take my days off. And there's a place that I go to relax and get massages. We didn't and tell them about this. We did not tell them about this. On not Patreon? Even on Patreon. No, bitch. Oh, I'm seeing that nigga uh, Friday. See what I mean? And I don't like it. I really don't like it. I don't like it. Girl, you can be mad so, about it because. So, hold on. Let me tell y'all. My so, man. So I talked about, I think, one of the massages that I told y'all. At the time, I felt like I was cheating on my ex. Because it was so we good. We did talk about this. No, we did not. Bitch, I'm telling you, we did not talk about this. Not even on Patreon. Bitch. Maybe on the town hall. Not even on the town hall. Okay. Not even on the well, town hall. I don't know why you're trying to bring my man up. Y'all see what I mean? So we're on tour and I'm like, bitch, when I get back, I have to go get this massage because, oh my God, it feels so good. And I'm single now, so I don't have to feel guilty about how fucking good it is. So good. Because the way my pussy was throbbing during this massage with no happy ending, but it made me happy. I was like, bitch, and here go Wheezy with her pessimistic ass. Bitch, it can't be that good. So tell me why we are literally on tour and Wheezy goes and books the goddamn session right after mine. Same day, y'all. I didn't know. You the one who told me to do it. Well, I said it was good, but bitch, I didn't think you was gonna go. I said, yeah, girl, we could go together. You can have it right after me. Sure. So mind you, she comes in like, bitch, I've been to Paris. I've had Thailand massages. <laughs> I have had some good fucking massages. I think you're hyping this person up. So she goes, we end up like, you know, being at this place together. And before I leave out of my stage, I let the nigga know, don't embarrass me now. Out of my stage. My my friend is coming. Don't embarrass me because I done hyped your ass up. So Wheezy has her massage. And the way she comes out, it kind of made me feel away. (laughs) Because y'all, she comes out we're sitting now in the eating area, like the cafe area, and she comes out looking like she just got fucked. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> Hair is in a, an array. Her mouth is still ajar. Bitch, she's walking like she just got fucked. And, I did. And, and her walk is different. And she's like, <gasps> literally starts, look, did he do this to you? Did he do this to you? Did he do this to you? But did he do this to you? Because I think he liked me. So ain't no way you got this. And I said, bitch, I got all of that. And... <laughs> I mean, if you could explain it, because you didn't get a happy ending, right? No. Bitch, oh, because the way you like this nigga, I was like, bitch, he, he gave you a little something. I just never had a massage like that. But I did, <laughs> at the end of the massage, I said to him, I need to know, do you do that with everybody? <laughs> he was laughing, and he was like, I 
I massage this way for whoever's willing to receive. But I did say to him, it reminded me a lot of like Thai body work. He's like, that's what I'm thinking about when I'm giving the massage. I was like, I've had a lot of Reiki done. It reminds me of that. He was like, some of that's incorporated, bitch. But- it remind me of the massages that I used to get right before getting fucked. And that would have my pussy leaking. Mind you, there's a lesbian couple sitting behind oh, us. I forgot about that. And Weezy is literally like, oh my God, you have to go to this man. Have you felt, did your massage no, feel like No, 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 no. So they were behind Mandy, but they could hear me going on and on. I was like, oh, did you guys just get a massage? She was like, yeah, ours was great. I was like, what was it with him? <laughs> I know. I said, well, it wasn't this. It, so it wasn't this. The first thing that happened when I got on the table was, first of all, the music was different from a normal massage spa music. Okay. I would describe it as Burning Man shit. Not Burning Man. It was, be- no, really, it was very drum circle music and shit. So that already had me being like, okay, that's different. He got on the table, put my hips, I was face down, pulled my hips into his body and started turning me. Like, and I was like, oh no, like this is, I'm going to get fucked. But I wasn't mad about it though. <laughs> then I, the only other thing that I can remember is I remember him standing on top of me. I remember my, the sheet came down off of my chest. I remember the towel came off of my face because he was like cracking me that much. But the one thing that was super memorable that was crazy was when he did my face, he massaged my mouth. And that's when I knew that was the best massage I'd ever had. <laughs> I've had a, I think it's called a buccal, buccal massage. Where they get in the your mouth. The cheeks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've had that massage. Like, um, during facials, they ask if, like, you know, they'll put gloves on and they'll get around. They're supposed to shape your face. The shit he did was my lips. And I was like, is right. he about to kiss me? Like, yo, it was no, so fun. it wasn't. Y'all, she was just... She well, was we'll like, find he... out Friday at 2.30. Oh, you really... That's oh, why you... I fucked up the call. Oh, bitch, not you changing our motherfucking tour call so you could no. get rubbed on. In my in my notes, I had 11.30, but that's because I booked it in, in LA. LA. So I was like, oh my God, well, bitch, I'm sorry. Fuck the tour, bitch. My man is at 2.30. Her man, her man, her man. Y'all, this is a, a masseuse. Um, he's great. I'm not going to lie. I literally... We should send him this episode. I'm going to like go see him twice a month now. Like... Especially if I'm dating and not really You're getting the You're in New York more than me, bitch. And I fucking booked that I shit know, that's crazy. in L.A. That's, that's how good he is. No, And I know great. you guys want to know who he is, but here's the problem. Oh, I'm not sharing. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I booked this. Matter of fact, I'm going to read you a text. This is how good this nigga massage is. This is how I know this shit good. Wait, who did you text? There's like a number that they have that you could text. Oh, God. What did you say to the number, girl? Don't get July this man fired. 3rd. July 3rd was a Monday. Hello, could I have Blank's availability for a 90-minute massage? Because he don't work on Mondays. On 7-14. He has 10 a.m. only. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Writes back. Sorry, it switched. How about the week after? That was July 3rd. Bro, he be booked out, bitch. He be booked out, and literally, when I go on... I'll normally go under his wait list because then they'll let you know when he gets times available in case someone cancels. Bitch, that shit is so good to where I think he got to be exhausted. I think maybe, do you think he gets off on it? Yes. Like, was his dick hard? Did you ever feel his dick rub on like, no, any of your body? No, but I will say this. Oh, there's one, there's one critique I have and it's not really okay. a critique. Um, and I was saying it later to, I was telling the flea market, babe, I was like, I'm just gonna fuck. Um, <laughs> you, but you didn't. But it felt like it. <laughs> So I said, it was so good, but so different that I couldn't uh, relax all the way. Oh, I, bitch. But it was, it made me feel good after. It made me feel so I good felt, after. I felt looser, like he got the knots out. I got stretched, but it wasn't one of those that puts me to sleep. No. So I actually, that's why I don't really like going to women masseuse. I think they're too light. And then the sound, how quiet it is, it does make me fall asleep. I want you to get up in that shit. Like I need, to feel like you stretching me. He might be the first shit. white man that's ever massaged me. I always go Asian. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I told you when the little man coming. This is all I'll be hearing. I can't stand you. They do, bitch. I'm telling you. Let, let me tell you now. When I'm when I'm done getting massages from this nigga, I have to have a conversation with my puss and be like, now, bitch, why are you fucking embarrass me like that, y'all? I wipe and it's just a string of fucking oozing pussy juice. I was wet, bitch, as fuck. And I'm like, I know he sees it because then, you know, he stretches your leg. And I'm like, I know he see the goddamn, the spit down there. He you do. Know, he see it. I think he, he'll be like, I'm glad you enjoyed this journey as much as I did. And I'm like, God damn it. He saw it. 
My goddamn pussy juice be telling on me every time. Do you think you bitch, would? The next time I go in there, I'm going to just be dehydrated because I don't want my pussy <laughs> telling on me, bitch. I'm just not going to drink all the water. Girl, I can't wait to go. And my homegirl was like, oh, my God, yeah, I heard about that place. Like, maybe I'll come with you. And I was like, just no, honestly, no, like, actually, no, it's like, I'm, I'm okay. okay. <laughs> like, real solo and you know how I know? Thing. Like, Mandy and I were able to talk about work and shit that day. But I was like, ooh, I could just not talk after, though. Because we had shit that we were, remember we were talking about yeah. shit. But I was like, oh, I don't even want to say nothing, bitch. Yeah, no, it was great. So well, I'm glad you got to experience my masseuse. Um, okay. Not so, us agreeing on something and it's the man's, the hands of a white man. Who are we? Good. Bitch, 2023 is acting up. So anyway, now I'm back in New York. Come on, Raya. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but I feel like I'm just going to be in the streets. I want to do a little Brooklyn shit. I want to go to like Lover's Rock and all them places. I just feel like I'm so shallow right now. I went to a block party. I went to the Brooklyn Museum on first Saturdays. I was outside. There was thousands and thousands of men's and not one made my pussy like jump. And I'm just like, there's no way I am this shallow. However, ran across this fine ass nigga on Instagram I and never bitch, meet people. Instantly. I ain't gonna hold you. Slid right into them DMs and was like, you're not real. That was my pickup line, y'all. Because he that fine. I was like, you just, you can't be real. I forgot with to your, that fine nigga back. Which show, first off, not me not getting the alert that he wrote me back and bitch, we was in Vegas at the same time. And I didn't see the message till I got back to New York. I, I don't write, so I don't have my notifications on. Me neither. But somehow it didn't show up as a new message either. So he ended up liking a story and I was like, Mind you, I thought I was curved. I ain't gonna hold you. I thought he curved me because I thought I went too hard. Bitch, I saw he liked a story and I was like, not him coming back to like a story. So went into the DMs again. Bitch, he wrote me. He sent me videos of him shooting fireworks and all. I said, bitch, I missed this. <gasps> so literally we ba got back talking. And I was like, well, listen, here got my number. Like, I don't want to stay in the DMs. I'm not a Vegas person? Girl, well, he was out there, bitch, Summer League. No, no, no. Um, but like, I, oh, you love it. I like, love Vegas. People either love it and then I've been meeting people who hate it. I think I'm someone who hates it. I ain't gonna hold you. This last time I was just in Vegas, it was different. And I'm gonna blame Why? The, I'm gonna blame the pandemic. So normally in Vegas, you get pulled to tables. There's so many people in the casino. You're getting pulled to gambling tables. You're getting pulled just by men that are approaching you in male groups. I don't know if it's the pandemic, but people just stare. Like there wasn't as much approaching, which bitch, I'm single now. I would have liked the, the approach. Um, but maybe it's like people are used to sliding in DMs. So what I'm realizing is even when I was in Houston, when I was in Vegas, now, yes, they're they're fans, but bro, people are just DMing me that they saw me after the fact. It's like, damn, you look so da 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 da. I saw you. I are hate you that. are you staying at the Mandalay Bay? I think I just saw you. So I'm just like, were you? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, bitch. And three people saw me at the airport. So I'm like, okay. Um, to me, I I kind of in terms of like what Vegas normally gave, it was like, bitch, if you a single girl, you finna meet some niggas. It was just really, it was weird. It was like no one had social skills this time. So it was kind of strange. That is like, it, it just wasn't giving what Vegas gave, but I also only went for 36 hours. But still, when you go and, with girls, like you kind of expect that vibe. Yeah, it was it was weird because there was a lot of groups of men and then there was a lot of athletes. Lo yo, like three of my homegirls saw Usher the same night as you. I literally Really? Was, oh, bitch, it was great. Oh, oh it was great. Um. Oh, I was telling Mandy before we I walked in here about how um, I was supposed to see Beyonce in Philly for the first tour stop and literally can't make it because was throwing up like a motherfucker, a water spout, bitch. I have to That's go. gross. Bro, just from eggs. Some of you know I'm allergic to eggs, but um, I'll tell you a little bit about it because it was just so wild. Questlove throws a Uno party that he invites all these celebrities to, all these actors. It was hella fun. Um, and some of the food was infused by this like renowned chef. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to get high on food when I'm like, you know, just getting back in the city. I flew in that day. So I'm like, well, what can I eat? And they tell me only the ramen, which ends up having <laughs> not egg on top of the ramen. It was just soaked in a broth with egg. That's crazy. So overnight to get it to bind or something, bitch. So I'm literally... Taylor fucking Swift comes in, sits down at the table, is me, my homegirl Gabby, a guy named Jason Sudeckis, I think that's how you say his name, who's Ted, known as Ted Lasso. He was fun as shit. Bitch, I'm a fan fan now. Like, you know when someone just, in me, like, when he sat down, I didn't really think much about who he was or was like, whatever. I was like, oh, I know that guy, I guess. Whoa. 
like too good in person. Like the way in Ted Lasso, you don't watch it, but how he is uh, such a sweet person, like funny, just cool as fuck. So we're sitting and it's just like this. Alex English was there. So that's why I wanted to have him on. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. So we're all playing. Taylor sits down. He's like, come on, girl, we're playing. And I'm telling her my rule is you got to say motherfucker, goddamn, if you get a draw for Um, Right as I'm about to beat everybody. I feel this not, little. Not, not as he was about to beat everybody. Because I indeed felt this little bubble in my stomach. And so Jason's like, ooh, that mushroom, that mushroom. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I want somebody to turn the lights off. And they're like, there's no lights on. And I was like, ooh, so maybe that is the mushroom. Bitch, go to the bathroom. You know when you throw up and it shoots so far that it's past the toilet? Not you being the exorcist, bitch. That's what I looked like. <laughs> That's gross. Threw up in the toilet and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it. Come back to the table. They're like, oh my God, we're waiting on you. Da, 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 da. Bitch, I'm holding two cards. And I'm like, I can feel it about to come up. One, ran outside to spout throw up all over New York City. By the way, sorry if you are currently eating lunch at your desk. <laughs> Let me tell you how I was throwing up. So people are outside smoking or congregating, whatever niggas do. And I'm like, they're like, oh, you feeling okay? Because the way I look, bitch, the water's like, I mean, you know, in the, like your face is blank. Yeah, I'm okay. I'll be right back. Tried to turn to go down an alley. It wasn't a turn. It was just like a doorway. So now I'm throwing up in someone's doorway and I felt so bad. You should. But then I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> So then I go down to another part of the driveway and I'm like, there are like 10 spots all over the street. So I finally think it's over. Go back to the loft where it was being held. And they're like, yo, you should go lay down for a second. I didn't even know we were allowed to lay in the bedroom. So now I'm laying in the bedroom, which is also where the staff is going back and forth with shit. So someone's bringing in like buckets and looking at my face. She's like, do you want me to get you a throw up bucket? No, no, bitch. I'm fine. I did that already. God. Then you clearly weren't fine, though. Why are you lying to the people? No, I wasn't fine. So then I was telling Mandy, the most luxurious part of the night is me needing to be sent home immediately because I was so sick. And someone was like, take my car. And their car was a fucking Maybach. So now I'm in the middle of this shit like, oh my God, if I just got an Uber, I could have thrown up and paid the 150. Oh, now you can't throw up in nobody's Maybach. Oh my God. It was supposed to be a nine minute ride. Now it's 30 minutes. And I'm just sitting there like this. Like the blood is leaving from my Maybach. It was so bad. I took one little picture in there because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up a damn shit. Look nice. Not you oh being a bird, bitch. <laughs> Not oh, you what? taking a picture in the Maybach. I had to. So you had to be a bird while you're literally throwing up your life? No, I know. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> um, thank God Tiana was at my place in this moment because literally I thought I was going to die. I'm weak. Like throwing up that much. She came in. I was fully naked. I was like, put ice on my head. Put ice on my head. Bitch, throwing up all over the place. It was bad. Nina was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> so anyway, that's why I couldn't go see Beyonce in Philly. Jesus. Missed the sprinter ride because I was like just out of it. Like I literally needed sleep. Like it was so bad and um, life sucks. But what really fucking kills me about this shit is I was saying to Mandy, like what was so cool about this moment was um, or getting to like play Uno with all these people was like it, seeing Taylor Swift and thinking like she's every white girl's Beyonce. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this Uno party is so many niggas that like nobody's standing. Maybe they were and I didn't notice it, but like it even hit me a few times because like we were joking about shit. She's like, oh my, what's your name again? I was like, I'm Gila. She's like, I'm Taylor. I was thinking like, duh, duh. <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate I, when celebrities do that. I was going to say, I wonder if like when we do our meet and greet, like there's been times like before even meet and greet where we'll meet fans or whatever. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm be like Mandy. I, I think it's just also. But what are you supposed to do? Be like, OK, no, she can't just be like, oh, good to meet you, Gila. Bitch, who the fuck are you? I mean, she could say that without having to be like, and I'm Taylor. No, and I'm Taylor. Tell me your name. And I'm Taylor. Girl, she was so... But she said it... She could say it once. But I'll tell you, you what. Said she said it multiple times. I really... Uh, she did because I think she was kind of like... What was it? Like, she wants to make sure everybody... She was talking to them. She was the newest person at the Uno's like, mm. But I will say this. Meaning, um, this is the second person I've met this year that is a larger-than-life celebrity. And it's so cool to see how normal people are. Yeah. And I was saying to Mandy, like... Not saying I thought she was going to be, like, in full hair and makeup glam, but, like... Oh my God, super normal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I realized um, while getting into, you know, I want to talk about kink of the week. 
um, the show The Idol with The Weeknd. I don't really know if like we're looking at fandom on a scale of like TV and movies or we see people like on Instagram act like crazy fans. But like, I don't know, like maybe maybe we are idolizing these people so much to the point where like they're not even going to meet our expectations. Like, I don't know. I, I wish I could like find a way to frame this, but like I've had a few fans tell me that like I'm not as turned up as they thought I would be in person. Mm. And that shit kind of hurts my feelings a little bit because I'm like, am I boring? Like, what do you think I'm going to be? But yeah, like the facade that we have and it's all this social media shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you see I'm, a clip of Taylor Swift online. It's because of paparazzi or or a stadium full of people. But like this is a, a, a country girl who's chill as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like she was not at all by any means someone that's act like they've had that life. And so I think sometimes we put people on a pedestal like we were saying a few weeks ago to where we're even like, fuck. A part of me, like, wishes I felt that still with people. Like, like what? Like, starstruck or a oh, fan. Beyonce or was like, it. Beyonce was Or it. like when I'm in a room, you know, like, I, a part of me wishes I, I still felt that. I think that because, like, when I was in high school, I was, like, around and What do you on. wish you felt? I wish, I wish, like, I don't know, like, the like idea. you freaked of, out? Yeah, a part of me sometimes wishes I felt that way. Like, literally, I like, even going to the Usher concert and seeing how how Carla responded with when Usher looked at her and shouted her out when he was shouting out. She was like, and I'm like, I partied with him and his wife the last time I was in Vegas. Maybe, but and like, a concert vibe. Maybe, like, she wouldn't have done that backstage. I don't know. Maybe she would have. I don't know her oh, no. at all. Girl, well, the way she wanted that man to just walk past us on the stairs. It, it's just weird because even like my mom saw who was on my walls like growing up. And like literally by my senior year of high school, I was hanging out with a lot of those people. Like my first concert was Bow Wow. Like Scream Tour. Bitch, by, by the time I was 18, he was inviting me to his shows and I was hanging out with him and he introduced me to Chris Brown and I'm hanging with all these people. Then my mom is like, bitch, you are hanging with I everybody. I will say though, that, like, that part is kind of like... But at a young but age... But you know what though? I want to say this because I don't want to sound out of touch because it, it hit me last night. Like when I was telling my mom about the night. I, actually, the most... Um, I, the little starstruck I, I did feel last night was when Julia Stiles walked in. I told Mandy this. And it was mainly because of the movies growing up as a kid. Right. And Girl, say the last dance. Y'all know that's All my I shit. can think about with this. And like, she wasn't at our Uno table, but I, I looked at her a few times and I remember thinking about like, you know, she brought me back a memory, but I was Bitch, like, I would have went up to her, live your dreams. No, you it's would not. not as hard as it may seem. You would not. You gotta work together. <laughs> I would have been like, Girl, let's, let's, on your hopes. You, how was Juilliard, sis? I love that movie, bitch. I would have went up to her and be like, you can't help who you love, Derek. But everybody Derek. was chilling too. Like, bitch. you don't want to hear that shit because I don't want to be out and people be like, oh, horrible decisions. And they bring up this moment about a cream pie. And I'm like, bitch, that was 20 years ago. And, and what, hey, bitch, Julia Styles would have got it because girl, she was that girl. She was that girl. Um, and I would have let her know my black ass loved her white ass. Okay? Everybody did. Bitch. She would have been Julia told. was so much fun in all her movies. They made me almost turn against all the other bitches saying the last day at the black girl. Car Not the black girl. Carrie Washington. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Are you? <laughs> bitch, you are awful. Hello. Wait, Carrie Washington wasn't the girl. That who was Carrie Washington and Save the Last Dance. Who did dancing with the hair like this? With who gave Julia Styles the hair tie to make her look more urban in the club? No way. I'm talking about the girl she battled against. Oh, you talking about the girl who always played a vampire? Yes. Uh, cause she just still looked young as fuck. Okay, that's what I'm talking okay. about. Okay, I, I was, that's like, what I was like, that was Carrie Washington. Okay. No. Okay. Anyway, I say that to say like Derek's sister um, was Carrie Washington. Derek. I believe that people can like be in these scenarios living in Miami, New York, Atlanta, like LA. This shit ain't like you'll see no, this I person. I agree. You'll want I mean, I was shocked I got a little that coming from Orlando. Right. But shout out to MySpace. It was only because of MySpace that I was but like these meeting girls today that might listen to this show that might be like, okay, bitch, we all not walking in them rooms. I'll be real with you, nigga. Mm. Every time I go to a club in LA, it's a nigga like that in the club. Every time I'm like doing some event in Miami, like you can you can wait in line and go to a party where they'll be at. Like you're one hundred percent able to do this shit. And that's all to say, 
these people are normal as shit. As fuck. Matter of fact, shout out to the girl at CBS today. And uh what's CBS? Anyway, I'm in New York. So boom. I'm at the CBS with Nina and I tap her. But I'm whatever, not Britney Spears tap. <laughs> but I was like, excuse me, where can I get that? And she was like, oh my God. And she was so cute. She was like, girl. And she's talking about horrible. Can't wait till we get to you know, um, New York in November. She was like, this is better than meet and greet because I missed the meet and greet ticket. <laughs> so anyway, she has her moment. And we're laughing or whatever. And then I go to another aisle and I picked up um, pads, the CVS brand. And she was like, you are so normal. <laughs> I was like, bitch. But it's crazy because like, she invited me to a bar this week that, like, her friends do the Sex in the City of trivia. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wow. go. Yeah, we, and, we know you love... You ain't go... To, you but, know there's a Sex in the City pop-up? Yes. And so, did you go? No, not yet. No. I just got back. But my point in saying that is, like, everybody that we think sometimes are out of reach, nigga, they right there. On some uh, real shit. Everyday by, people got the niggas and the bitches. By the way, uh, only because... Shout out to Jay. Uh, fact check. The, the name is Bianca Lawson. That is the actress in Say the Last Dance that you were thinking about. Interesting. Bianca Lawson. And I... Who allegedly is uh, stepsisters to your friend, Beyonce, and Solange. Because a bad bitch. <laughs> what is she still in? I feel like I see her all the time. Girl, always playing a teenager because she ain't aged not a one bit. This bitch is 40 fucking Bro, four. And looks amazing. Queen Sugar, yep. Vampire Diaries, Teen Wolf. Yeah, That's see, funny. She, she, she plays a lot of teen shit. So, t- taking a sad turn. Not a on, sad turn. On vanilla shit. I wanted to bring up the book that um, kind of were making headlines a year ago. I'm glad my mom died. By the way, trigger warning here as well. Mm-hmm. Did not know. Did you see this? Yeah, I, I watched it. The, watched what? No, when you when you had it in that line. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I saw I, the video. Because um, she has a book. Yeah. I didn't know that the girl was on iCarly. But this to me was seriously crazy because... We hear so much of this when it comes to paternal, not maternal, like dads or uncles doing weird shit like this. But you never heard about the book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Um, It came out maybe a year or two ago, and it was about a girl telling a story about her mom who passed away from breast cancer. And basically, in the book, she recalls her time as a child actor, talking about how she was sexualized on set, and she was, you know, drinking alcohol and shit like that. But she believes it was because she alleged her mother never attempted to intervene. Because Mm. everybody wanted what she had and basically wanted to, like, you know, get rich on the back of her as a kid. She claims that um, her mom, which this is so crazy, bro. It's crazy. She said that her mom would do joint bathing with her until she was 17 or 18. Um, She said while fully clothed in the shower, her mom would be shampooing, conditioning her hair and washing her body. And she would have breast and vaginal exams done and that she was checking for lumps for cancer. She said she felt uncomfortable and violated, but she said she could never even try to shower herself again after bringing up her mom with her mom laughing at her. Saying like, oh, wow. like, what are you saying I'm doing is inappropriate. Bitch crazy. And that's <clears throat> like so sad. Like the thoughts, like even just like. I'm sure it was probably asked by her friends like she probably asked her friends does your mom do this like because i can't imagine you growing up (coughs) since you're a child all the way up to the age of 17 that your mom is in the tub with you and in the shower with you fondling your breast checking in your vagina claiming that she's looking for lumps for cancer and when you ask all of your friends if their moms do this and they're all like girl no of course when you get older i wonder what the conversations were like from from just her friends about how that wasn't normal and how that's 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 assault. It's crazy too because like we all don't know what extent we have with our relationship with our, with parents, our parents. What it is, right? Right. Like, um, I know some friends tell me they've seen their parents have sex on accident or seen their parents naked. Um, my dad, I've never seen naked, but my mom definitely she'll get naked in front of me when we're changing. Which that's is crazy. Me. I've never seen my dad naked either. I don't think that's crazy though. Yeah, no, but is it nor- not normal? I mean, like, I definitely see, see my mom. In, I definitely see my mom naked. But also, you lived with your dad. I didn't, so oh. I had way less chances of seeing him naked. I mean, if my dad was in the bathroom, I almost went in. I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> but 
Um, I think I almost walked in on my parents having sex because I remember my mom was sitting in a chair. My dad was laying down. She just came out from partying and they were like giggling. Oh. And I was like, yep. And they were like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, like even my relationship with my mom, I remember when I got my boobs done, my mom went to every appointment with me and uh, we'd like come home and like, or come to my house to be like, okay, because, you know, you got to check for bruising and this and that. And one of my friends told me it was strange that my mom was doing oh, that. Wow. I was like, I just had surgery, dude. And she was like, yeah, but you should find someone else to take care of you. I mean, when I had just got done with my gastric sleeve, I mean, no one in my family had had it. No one that, like, we knew in our family had it. So my mom came up to watch after me and literally... She said, like, you know, if you need help showering or, or if you can't wipe your ass, she didn't know to what mobility I would have. And I remember just being like, uh-uh, mom, you ain't gonna wash me. Like, bitch, if I got a sink for like, I know, like, I was so, uh, and my mom was like, bitch, I washed your, like, wiped your ass when you came out of me. I can wipe you now. And to me, it even felt weird right now as an adult for my mom to care for me in that way. Like, I was like, ooh, girl, you ain't gonna touch this cooch. I mean, as if all these niggas ain't. I wouldn't, like, but you don't even think you need it. But I imagine, right. like, having a baby, I'm a, maybe need some help. Like, you bust your stitch. That's why my mom had to check my titties. She made, need to make sure my shit wasn't right. gonna leak. But, um, you know, now I feel like I'm gonna enter a new territory because um, maybe Patreon, we've talked about it, but for those of you who don't know, I moved my parents to LA and I moved my mom into a building directly across the street from mine where our balconies face each other. Lord. It was the only apartment left in that building that was in my price range and was nice. So it's interesting because I got sick in LA right before our Texas shows. And you don't realize how great it is. And for anyone that's like lost a parent, you know, or maybe doesn't have a good relationship with their parents, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to treasure the moments I have. And what I could say is she annoyed me so much. <laughs> and then when I realized she was right there, I was like, oh, it's nice. Give me Nina. I'll take the baby. I'll do this. Okay, what do you want me to make? And I was like, damn, I need this shit. And, you know, I say all of that about loss and grief because we need to make sure that as an adult, we're still building our families that we don't, that aren't our blood families, right? Like, you got to make sure that you're attentive to your friends when they're sick yep. and that you're caring for friends because they may not have that. And right. it's like, that shit is super important. Yeah. I, I, I also like have empathy for anyone who's experienced like this level of sexual assault. Because in the video, she talks about how before the passing and just as an adult, <laughs> she does not know how to have relationships or be intimate with someone because it triggers her so much. Right. Um. So, you know, kind of being lost as, as someone who maybe can't get over a sexual assault trauma and building actually those those meaningful relationships with someone in a romantic way. Like, I just, I really, you know, my, my heart goes out to anyone who experiences that and may have that difficulty finding that in adulthood. And who knows how much years, like trauma is something that takes a long time to get over. Um, to be triggered in that manner is also a lot for when you do get into a relationship for your partner to be able to, you know, kind of tiptoe around. So, yeah, I think that that was probably the most hurtful thing reading it. Um, I mean, listening to her talk about it, because pretty much the interviewer was like, wait, you really are glad that your mom is dead? She was like, yeah, because, bro, I'm living with this fucking trauma. And she was abusive in, in multiple ways because I didn't even know that this was. And the child that star shit yeah, is crazy because star, absolutely you don't know. Like, and that's why it's great to see like a relationship. Like, I know a child star that we get to see their relationship with their mom is Kiki. And her mom and her relationship is so fun and sweet. And we get to see their videos. And it's like, we don't really know the dark side of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, so, all right. Porter, I want to get into the idol. I told Mandy this shit was fucking fire. She hasn't seen it, but we I all... probably won't see it because it got canceled and it's only five episodes. But it doesn't need to be. It's finished. It's like, it's, it's a limited series. No, it was supposed to go into season two. No, I mean, they finished it, I'm saying. They finished, they've completed it. Like, it doesn't feel like you're missing anything. Okay. Like, um, much like, I don't know how to describe it, but But like, it wasn't supposed to be. They had a season two. It was greenlit for season two. They canceled season two. Then there was eight episodes. They canceled it mid-season. So now it's right. literally just five episodes. But what I'm saying is like, sometimes we can feel left out. Like, one of my favorite was Naomi Watts. I wonder if it was called, what a G, where she was a lesbian. It was only one season. You don't feel like you're, 
waiting or never going to get to see something. They found a way to close it. Um, but so everyone knows about the sex th- scenes in there, right? And if you haven't heard his movie, it um, is from the creator of Euphoria, Sam yep. Levinson. Sam Levinson. Yep. <laughs> and a lot of people have gave it critiques because they believe it to be torture porn. So I want to tell you about some of the scenes that exist. And the backlash he's having is because he people believe he's depicting women in his projects in a bad way and there's excessive sex nudity in portraying teenagers specifically. Okay. Um they're also saying um that this series is very porn brained. For example, okay. It is porn brained to have an erect nipples through your shirt um in the show. It is porn brained to um say stretch that tiny fucking pussy like we saw in that clip of the weekend. But to me, it fell in within what they were trying to do. So I just want to tell you about some of the shit that was in there. One of the scenes, and the scene that really fucking got me, was in the first episode where he, she's wearing a robe. He puts the robe over her face, uses the tie to tie around her neck, where you see her mouth like having to use a little bit of air to breathe. And then he takes a knife to give her a hole to breathe. To puncture it yeah, through I the rope. Yeah, y- y'all know keep them knives away from me. Now, bitch, you got your pussy electrocuted. That wasn't a knife. It's still death, bitch. No, it's not. People death. die from electricity. Okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't gonna pierce me to where <laughs> there was gonna be blood, and you know I don't like blood. She didn't bleed either. I don't like sharp objects. Keep them away from me. It was fucking hot. So How you gonna say I say I don't like knives? You say I was electrocuted. Bitch. I'm just saying, bitch, you could have died, and she could have died. But anyway. it was low voltage. Okay, well, he didn't die. He only put it right at the at the beginning to just open the thing. So there's a scene of that, and that's when I was like, oh, I'm about to watch the rest of these episodes. Like, this shit is sexy. And when he was saying to her, like, stretch your pussy or whatever, like, it was funny, but <clears throat> he was basically watching her. And I love being watched. And sometimes, just going to be honest, yes, women don't necessarily want to be, what's the word when you're gawked at? Uh, gawked. No, like when you're, they use the word a lot when a construction worker, you're passing by um, and you're passing by and they're like, how in a how, Look, no, I'm like, big girl. What is the word? Harassed? No, it's not. <laughs> you said gawked and howling and I I'm, I like both it's of It's a misogynistic words. thing. Girl, I know you're not asking me for words. Bitch. Oh my Look God. Look at me repeating the words she done said. Yep, how Y'all are gawked. listening to this shit like, bitch, it's this. Okay, whatever the word is that I can't get. Cat called. Not cat called his clothes. Um, when a per- when a man is doing all these things to where he's treating you like you're just a thing. <laughs> uh, objectifying. Yes, yes, bitch. Oh, not me having a God word, bitch. Damn. So, objectifying. Okay. I know that some people don't want to have that. Someone... Just took us thirty five seconds. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> I want to know if the niggas in the comments knew that word. Objectifying, bitch. Yes, Woo. I got it. Ooh. Okay. So it could be very objectifying to watch someone say, do this, do that, do that. And women may not like that because they feel like a piece of meat. But there are some people that might like that shit. And honestly, as a woman that's sexual and enjoys kinky things, watching that scene, like, yeah, I laughed when he said stretch the pussy thing. But the way that he was looking at her, like, this was funny. Wait, is that funny? Stretch that little pussy. You didn't see that I, I, I actually, I say that. He was funny. So I'm not funny? No. The way that he said... <laughs> no, I'm not funny. And he also said cock. That's what made it funny. So too. I don't say cock, but I literally be like, oh, stretch my pussy. I stretch say, it, please. Just wait, like that. Ooh, shout out to Sexy my, Red. I'm trying to get my, my pussy. pussy. I literally, I yelled to stretch my pussy. Oh, me stretch too. Stretch it open. But the Why? way he said it was fucking funny. Hold on. Stretch pussy weekend. Let me see if I can find it. Bitch, because that nigga said that shit. And I was like... It didn't sound hot, though? Mm. You said it was funny? I say it's sexy. He just was funny. I, like, I think because we, maybe because we know The weekend is The weekend. maybe if he wasn't The weekend, we wouldn't care, but, like, the shit was so weird. So, anyway, basically, um, there's another sex scene where she talks about a trauma, and this is what made me want to talk about the idol. Okay. About where her mom used to hit her with a hairbrush. Okay. And make her do certain things. And he was like, oh, you're about to, like, take back this power and basically use the hairbrush for spanking. And I think she spanked her own ass, if I can remember. Oh. And it was hot, but also weird. 
And some people said it was sadistic, but I was like, maybe he wanted her to have a new memory with it, bitch. I don't know. But not gonna hold you. Like, it was another thing I thought was attractive in that fucking show. And I'm curious about how far we think that sex scenes can go on TV. Because they were super vulgar. They were, like, really dirty. And I understand that the public is, like, scared to see things to that level. But I bring up Fifty Shades of Grey when talking about that show because, like, that was supposed to be it for us. Right. This was it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I I mean, maybe because we have this show and we talk in, you know, non-traditional ways regarding sex and taboo and kinks. I enjoy it. I think that it is the parents' responsibility to make sure if they don't want their children to see it, they don't. I loved the sex scene with the the two men in P-Valley, specifically. It showed two masculine men using protection, having great sex. I loved, I loved what that looked like for gay sex. I will say, a part of me is a little disturbed by all of the sex in Euphoria, only because they're teenagers. So, to me, even though, yes, I was in high school having sex, to me, the over-sexuality of teenagers kind of bothers me, but I'm all here for adults having kinky, conceptual sex on on TV. And I mean, that's really what the idol was. Bitch, have you watched Something Strange About the Johnsons? No. No way you have, because you would have brought it up. In the first minute, we find out that there's a strange relationship with a son and his father. Oh. It's 30 minutes, y'all. It's on YouTube. Apparently, it's been out for six years. And like cinephiles and people in TV and film have seen this. However, Twitter got hold of it. And that's how I found out about this fucking shit. But maybe we could do deep dive on Patreon. 29 minutes. Bitch, you got to watch it. It's wild. But like, yeah. Wild and nasty, like inappropriate wild? Inappropriate wild. Okay. But not like, you're not really seeing sex, but like just the thing, like it makes you, it's a brain fucking I mean, it's funny because uh, me and my, my really good friend, and girl, I know you listening, but I ain't gonna say your name. We actually constantly have the conversations. Um, her, her relationship with her, with her dad was estranged, but a lot of times she'll send me videos and be like, is this appropriate behavior? And it'll be like a dad kissing their daughter or a daughter sitting on her dad's lap and just things that are perceived as inappropriate in her mind or maybe other Mm. people who see adults with with young children, even though it's a father child relationship. But we she constantly sends me videos and we constantly have those conversations about what appropriate behavior looks like with adult men and young children, even when it's a parental relationship. And I've been grateful to have just like those breakthrough conversations with why something is appropriate. But also as adults, we sexualize things that we shouldn't. And a child sees it as as very innocent. I think those conversations happen a lot when we see the game with his daughter. We 100% sexualize things like way Way too too much. much. Way too much. Like way too much. I'm just eating the hot dog, bro. I ain't deep throwing the glizzy. You heard? Also, culturally, (laughs) Like, I remember, like, the Tom Brady son kissing thing. Yep. And at the time, I remember thinking, like, that's weird, but it's only weird because I don't do it. Right. But when I think about it, I think my dad, when I was maybe three or four, we used to kiss on the mouth. And, like, that's, to me, cultural. Yeah. My my dad's Israeli. And I, I don't know where Tom Brady's from, but I know Giselle is German, I think. Yeah, she's So European. it's like, maybe the Euro shit is, like, different. Um. And uh, I don't have a, a relationship like that where my father was bad or whatever. So, like, I understand these kisses weren't bad. But, like, that, my mom used to do it to me, too. Yeah. Did your mom ever kiss you on the mouth? We weren't very intimate. Like, hugging my- either? Sometimes. Really? Yeah, like, neither of my, my mom and dad, like, growing up, there wasn't much affection shown, which is probably why I was, you know, okay not receiving it in my 20s with my partners. And now I realize how much I love it. Like, my friends, oh, my God. Like, who was I just with? I don't know, one of them. And I was on the phone with another friend. And she was like, does she be trying to cuddle with you, too? I cuddle and sleep with all of my friends. I like to spoon my friends. And I didn't realize, like, maybe I did that so much with my friends because I wasn't getting it from partners. But also, I never really got it growing up. Did you see the video of Jada making her son rub her feet? And people were like, this is so nasty and did it. Oh, she, I ain't gonna hold you. 
that's one thing my mom did. My mom, my, made mom us rub, made me, my mom made us rub her feet. That bitch was worked two jobs and was on her feet all day. Bro, I... And she would come home, the chicken would not be taken out, and the house would be a mess. Bitch, I'm going to rub your feet so you don't beat my ass. Because <laughs> everything else she asked for And it's was because it was done. a little boy. It was sexual. Like, it, it was so strange. Like, this is shit. I don't remember if it was my mom, but, like, I remember my dad, we watched TV, and it would be all three of us, and, it'd, yeah. like, he'd be in the chair, and I'd rub his shoulders. Like, he worked seven days a week. Yeah. We weird. Y'all sensitive. Y'all need to grow up. Okay, so I know that we have not a lot of time, but a long story to get into. And I don't know how much you want to divulge into, but okay, it's a conversation about non-monogamy that you wanted to have. Yeah. And I know when we were on stage in Dallas, I made a comment about how I don't know if I'd ever do it again. And so I feel like you should take I mean, lead on our horrible decision. I mean, we've... I feel like when we talk about advocacy, we've been advocates on ethical non-monogamy um, <coughs> since, since almost the beginning of this pod, really. And where I know we've introduced this idea of a non-traditional relationship to the audience. Um, I just wanted, because we've had conversations on tour about it and where we stand uh, being single, the idea of, of of whether we would do a non-monogamous relationship again. And I mean, of course, we've emphasized the word ethical all the time. However, both of us ended with similar results in our relationship, <clears throat> although we urged constant communication. Although for me, I overshared and felt like I overcommunicated. We both ended up feeling betrayed and cheated on. And I will say this though. Both scenarios while different. Like yeah, they were definitely different with similar both, results. Both scenarios were different. Like, these men showed us who they were and we stayed. And we stayed. Um, yes, yes and no. There, To my knowledge, there hadn't been other sex partners, like, while we were committed and together. Like, clearly we broke up multiple times. So when we would come back together, there was conversations about what we did when we weren't together. Um, but also in hindsight, it's it's like... I don't know. I, I recently had a conversation with with a few people, um, a few men, one married, uh, one just a really good friend of mine, and he's in the industry. And he met he met my partner in Atlanta. And when he saw me tweeting about him, we hopped in text message and he was like, so what happened? But also he said, you can't give a man that much freedom. And, you know, he was, Another friend of mine was like, listen, as a woman, you have to act like you care if I cheat on you or not. Otherwise, I'm not going to feel like you care about me. And so a part of me was like, wait, so as a woman, I can't sit here and accept the fact that you are a man who may want other partners. And I'm going to sit here and align with accepting you for who you are. And instead, I have to sit here and say, I care so much. You can't cheat on me or I'm going to leave. You can't have, do this with another person. You can't do this with another person just so that you could do it because there's also this, this but, thing. But that's the thing, though. Like, you're saying they're going to do it anyway. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's... Like, like a part of... Okay, so, but, like, if you have a boundary that you don't want to be crossed, like, lying and doing something, no, it's not they're going to do it anyway. We shouldn't just put up with something because we expect them to be a piece of shit. Well, no, but, but that's what I'm saying. So as someone who wants to be honest in a relationship... If I'm telling you it doesn't bother me that you are going to have sex with another woman, I don't know if my next relationship, I'm going to go in and lie to stroke the ego of a man to believe I care so that I can put down these boundaries. You don't that you, care about being cheated on? No, it's not. I don't care about a man having sex with another woman. Cheating is different. Cheating is different. Hear me out. So I'm being told that in my next relationship, I shouldn't go in and express that I am okay with them having sex with other women. Because a man wants to feel some sort of confinement, wants to feel that that is probably the worst thing that he could do <coughs> so that he believes that you care so much I about I think him. there's parameters around it. Like you and I have had conversations where like you've said that to me and I've also said the same. And I, to be honest, meant it when I say like, I, I didn't I care. mean it when I like, say Like I know too. people don't believe that because I'm actually more emo than you. But when I said it, I really meant it, I just don't like lying. Well, that's my thing. Like, but I, when I'm saying it in your case is like, I do think when that girl 
called you and you guys spoke. I do think you need to figure out, and I don't maybe think you're even clear in that moment with him about like what sex other women looks like. Well, no, I made that very clear. I made you it did, very. You did it when you were explaining it. I made it very clear that when we were when we were going to the sex club that we would engage in that space with other people because again we had different types. I would be with a woman, so of course, if you want to be with another woman, cool. Outside of the sex club, we outside of the sex club towards the end of our relationship, which was literally the last three months. I let it be known because he made me feel so awful about traveling and being on tour and working so much that eventually I'm like, fine, if you want to make me feel so bad that I have to work and that I have to travel and be gone, if there's someone that you want to see while I'm gone. Hold on, wait. See, now we're saying two different things. No. That's not you being comfortable in the last few months. No, no. Let me finish. I literally gave him permission, but I said, I would like to know who this person is and this person cannot cut into our relationship. So what about before then? Before then, no. Before then, I did not want him going on dates with anyone else. I did not want him to know so how many you, siblings. then you did care. I'm confused. So, okay, what are you confused about? Because you said, I don't care if he goes out and fucks other women. But you're right. saying you only let him do that the last three months. No, no. When we, so we were together for three years. During our relationship, we had a lot of sex in the sex club no together. No sex club. No together shit. Tell me about all outside toge- of you. All together shit. Oh, so nothing outside no, of you. No. I didn't want him seeing anyone oh, outside I... of the last three months when I was... Okay, so to me, you then you do have a problem if someone sleeps with well, someone else. Of course you do. No, that's, no, I don't. Because I literally gave him permission to. I wanted to be told that you were doing this. I did not want anybody being able to tell me that you were out doing something that I did not know about. If I'm sitting here saying I'm coming back into town and I'm asking you, hey, so what were you doing while I was gone? If you tell me that you were with someone, fine, let's have that conversation. I in no way allowed him or said that I was okay with him having intimate, unprotected sex and relationships with four other women where he was telling them he also loved them. By the way, I want to speak to the camera real quick because the four of you women that he met in the sex club are fans of this show. You know how I know? He's also let me know that y'all continue to send him goddamn minute marks about when I speak about him. And he doesn't want me to speak about him anymore, but he could suck my dick from the back because he chose to not only engage with you guys, he blamed me. And I don't want to cry because I've been doing this in therapy. He chose to blame me as the reason why he cheated on me. He chose to say that because I spoke so highly of him on the podcast and bringing him to the sex club that I made you so intrigued by him that y'all approached him because of what I said on this podcast. So zero accountability, although this was very much spoken about, he blamed me as to why he cheated. He also, for whatever reason, when I called y'all fans, he decided to let me know oh, well, they're not your fans. They don't even like you. They ask me all the time why I'm even with you. Duh, because y'all are sucking his dick. So of course y'all are wondering why he's with me when y'all are out here fucking him. Secondly, he also, in a manipulative, disgusting-ass way, let me know that um, the reason he started going to the sex club without me, without me knowing, is because he felt boxed in. (coughs) Make it make sense. He felt boxed in that I put the boundary that I would like this place to be just ours. So he said, a part of me just wanted to rebel against that. So this is what I'm saying. When you when you draw these, like, and and to me it was a boundary Maybe because they didn't. Sex addict. No, I just think that he's a narcissist. He really is. I don't want him back. So if y'all are still sucking his dick, y'all could send him this minute mark too. Because I literally, he decided to write me three emails while we were on tour. And this is where this information is coming from. And wait, we have to lighten it up. Wait, Man- no, no, no. No, no, because when you talked about that first email, this is how Mandy's business brain works. Mandy said the first email came in at 2 a.m. And she replied and said, okay. Then okay. she said, I wrote that nigga back in the morning. As soon as I woke up. <laughs> um, to me, to me being gaslit as to me being the reason why I was cheated on and lied to and betrayed to. He also decided to write a list of reasons as to the things that I could never get from another man, uh, like someone liking my cat or taking out my trash. 
those are the bare minimum things he thought was so amazing. Um, it was also brought to me, I think he listened to the episode where I spoke about the Hey Barbara, This Is Shirley call and chose to share with me that I got <laughs> details wrong. So it wasn't the other two lovers that had a non-consensual um, night together. The non-consensual thing was with me. So one of these women that he was talking to, he partaked in action with me. So her partner gave me a massage while they had sex. And she sat there and acted like they were introducing each other for the first time in front of me. Hey, well, what's your name? Well, she need her ass whooped. And so he was like, just so you know, you got it wrong. It was actually you I didn't ask for consent for. What? My boyfriend. Oh, she need her ass whooped, bitch. Which sex club is that? Because bitch, you this was the NSFW. Oh, bitch, I'm gonna tell you right now. You had to be a fucking actress and put on a role for me. You shouldn't belong in a sex club, bro. And I think that I think that's where I'm at with with this idea that you can be as open, you can be as giving, you can be as forgiving with with, with somebody, and they could still turn around and play in your motherfucking face. Oh, bitch! I ain't gonna hold you. I'm still stuck on this bitch doing it too. Bitch, I'm literally was like, and what's your name? As if they weren't already engaged. Oh, girl, I'm bored. I'll beat her ass. You can send me her Instagram. (sighs) That bitch got some nerve. Yeah. See, let me tell you a few things that, to me, really make the line for where the other woman is accountable. One, you you fuck my nigga, and you know he's with me. Like, okay, whatever. Right? What can I? What can I do? But now you're playing me in my motherfucking face. The only time I've ever wanted to slap a bitch when I was around Old Bay was like a girl that I knew he fucked. I can't remember how I knew. But what I remember was she acted like or tried to imply that they were super, super friendly and like do this whole like, oh my God, yeah, really, he's like my brother. And like doing a lot. And that really pissed me off. Like, bitch, yeah. chill the fuck out. I mean, to me. But sex? To me, I, I, and I know the, the, the names of the women. I don't know the, the faces because I don't really remember people in the sex clubs like that but but to me he literally just emailed me requesting that he not be content I was like well while I'm healing and trying to figure out how I exist in my dating world and this really affected me psychologically because I felt really dumb to me I literally was like you do not have to worry about hearing my name knowing anything about my life if you stop fucking people that listen to my fucking podcast right literally then they won't be sending you the minute mark. Then to even say, Bitch. oh, like, I'm only, wait, 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 wait. They wanted to fuck me because you Because you, talk you about talked me? about me on the podcast. Bitch, they only know who you are because I'm walking with you. you because you're bitch. in this space with me and they are fans of my show and clearly we've been together for three Girl, years. Girl, well, Erica do need to tell the universe to do something with him too. <sighs> Girl, Shit. when I tell you, I think nothing kindly of that man and for any woman dealing with him, I know the ceilings that he has with you. Oh, you go ahead and deal with that narcissistic, nasty spirit of a man. When I tell you, it sucks because I know I've sat on this podcast and was like, "Ooh, I can't get over him until I hate him." I'm actually now disgusted by him. I don't even hate him. But this is like making me think. Okay, moving forward, is the sex club a place I want to take my partner? Do I want to have threesomes? How long do I wait to introduce? the fact that I like women. Clearly, it's visible as soon as you meet me. I'm going to tell you these two fingers is for Buddha hole and for coochie. So how long do I even just express my own sexuality to a man and hope that he doesn't take it as a way for him to just go out and do whatever the fuck I mean, and that he doesn't have to respect me and my boundaries? Do you think, like, because for me, that's something I've been thinking about is just, I've told Mandy, like, um, you know, Vinny is in a non-monogamous relationship and it started that way. He's in a poly relationship. And, you know, you were in an with Me too. I was saying to Mandy and I was saying on stage, specifically in Dallas, because that's when the email came through, like, I don't really think I want to open my relationship up until a few years in because I think that I need to start kind of getting to know someone and building that love and trust. Um, not that, like, threesomes and all this shit isn't a part of the things I like, but it's more than likely not kind of ending in confusion and pain. And so if I'm introducing threesomes and non-monogamy to a man that's been in monogamous relationships or even if he was cheating been with women that aren't down with that they kind of don't know what to do with that 
Right. So it's like unless you really date someone who's like minded immediately out the gate is tough because now I have to teach you how to treat me. So for me, yeah. I think that monogamy is something that may just make me feel safer. And if I have to sacrifice crazy kinky sex with other people, then I feel like it's worth it because the annoying shit that comes after the heartbreak, like it's just too much. To me, to me, monogamy. And this is probably a, a toxic take to have. To me, the people that I know that are in monogamous relationships and create that boundary out the gate, specifically women, spend most of their time trying to find their partners being cheaters. But that's or but the truth, Andy, though, is like, it's not just women that are monogamous, right? Like, that is people that have been hurt. Right. That's not really like, Bro, even in an open relationship, I was confused as my nigga cheating or not. Even like I, even other people I know, they're like they're lost and they're not sure what's going to happen. Like it's just someone that's been hurt. But I don't think that monog- monogamy necessarily means that. I mean, I think the healthiest couple I know uh, are my friends Eddie and Nia. They have been together since high school. She's my makeup artist in L.A. Her husband used to manage the whole house, which is how I know him. They've been together forever. Their kid's fucking 11 or 12. And I remember thinking, just hanging out with them the other day, watching TV with them, like, damn, their relationship is so old that I, I would wonder if non-monog- what non-monogamy would look like, right? Just thinking about it. Like, they're both in big positions and they travel a lot. I'm like, if they did it, I wonder if it could be healthy, right? Because this is such a new concept. Like, that's the strongest relationship of a couple I know. Most couples that I know, I don't really want to be like anyone. Right. right? I don't really see something that I'd want. I see same. parts of it. Um, but I say that to say, I thought like, oh, you can be just happy because that's how well they know each other. They've learned to become best friends. They've learned to be comfortable together. And I think the stronger thing in that is seeing that you kind of do have to be happy with what you have at first. Because if you start out the gate with the threesomes and shit, then maybe you'll always feel like something is missing when you're alone. And I don't necessarily know if like it's been advantageous for me. And, you know, there might be a world where someone's watching this and laughing because I introduced it or you introduced it. But these are genuinely things that I wanted to do sexually. Same. I, I genuinely enjoyed it. And I think, I mean, clearly I had gone to the sex club with two previous partners situationships and I felt great to have someone that I thought I could share this space with and so that's where I'm like I don't know what realistically my next relationship looks like because then when you say you have to take time and get to know the person you're saying a couple years I don't know physically if I could go a couple years without being with a woman I really have desires to be with women and I know that you even said well, I like being with women too, and he just has has to accept I mean, me being with women. I think that there's a few th- different but, things, right? If I couldn't meet someone that was cool with that, I think maybe even me finding a way to incorporate women, like as a part of, like, whether it be a once in a blue thing or something that, like, maybe he gets videos. Like, I don't know what it looks like, but I really believe, like, I'm having more issues with the open shit than I am with the monogamous shit because it puts men in this brain of almost like you're in fun time sometimes yeah like it's not real yeah and because i think the the type of women and the sex that we have in our experiences isn't something that we see from the everyday girl and <clears throat> if the everyday girl is listening to this and has these thoughts and desires i'm sure you've been faced with a nigga being like oh my god that's some wild shit that's whole shit that's not my wifey shit like it's just like shit like that so i don't really know i don't know what this looks like for me but what i do know is i've always been a per- like a one man type of girl like, I've always kind of had that in me. Towards the end of my relationship with Old Bay, I think I wasn't because I kind of let go because of what he was doing. I think that's why I said, though, I want a relationship because I loved just one man. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm that as well. I just know I also like women from time to time. I was completely sexually fulfilled by him. I didn't need other partners. Now, when we broke up, yes, I went because I, I enjoy sex, but I love just having one person. That pleased me. I only needed one dick. Didn't need two. Didn't need three. I didn't have the greatest sex it. from Old Bay at all, which is crazy because he fucks so many bitches. But I think it's just because, like, his vibe and his Girl, energy. a man fucking a whole bunch of hoes don't mean it's good. 
No, no, no. I'm saying yeah. like, I used to be like, damn, how do you keep getting these bitches? But as much as I can't stand the nigga, like, he's attractive, well-dressed, smart. And to be honest, no, those men aren't easy to come by. You don't meet a man that has all of these things. Yeah. And I understand that. Um, however, the sex wasn't really all there to the point where I realize now, like, oh, my life with him was so much better. And the older I got, and even from, like, having a fucking other nigga, I was like, whoa, I couldn't have did this forever. Right. And maybe that's why the threesomes were so good. Because I was like, now we get to have this fucking sh- shit together. Right. We don't even, we'd have great sex in moments, but, like, when I think about in longevity, like, the way that I'm having sex with other people or niggas I've had before him, like, I, he's never been my best. Um. I, I didn't have that experience. And like, I think that that's why I was so sexually content and got all the affection and intimacy that I needed that I was willing to it's ignore. It's tough when a nigga's your best. I was willing to ignore all of the the red flags and all the things that I knew I didn't like because, like I said, this, Good this made Good dick sense. is made, a prison. I, I was in prison, y'all, but I now, broke free. One more little home mail I want to read. And just because it's funny, because when I read it, I was like, yo. I don't know what this nigga looks like, but I have an idea in my brain. <laughs> Weezy need to take a break from them city niggas and make a U-turn down to the dirty south. There's no period. So I'm just going to read this as the punctuation stands. And get some of this country loving down in Alabama. Every time I hear that voice, I have to listen out for that sexy game she be spitting. One day, Weezy going to get some of this country style CPR on that pussy. Because I'm going to massage them inner thighs and blow softly while kissing all around that pussy and make that Hood lift up automatically and that pussy gonna start spitting at me at an alarming rate laughing my ass up I love you too Mandy fucking and playing with them titties the real country nigga way will have your soul jumping in and out your body y'all keep doing y'all's thing top five podcasts I fuck with y'all that definitely was a whole mail you picked out cause I would've never read that, that shit, shit was so funny that bitch. shit is not dog I read that shit and I was like what what <laughs> but also send us your face sir that shit oh was my the, goodness. That country fucking with them titties, Mandy. Anyway, love your podcast. Oh, my God. Well, y'all, we would love in the comments below for you guys to share your thoughts on non-monogamy, how it has worked for you, how it hasn't. Um, tweet us. We are on Twitter at HorriblePod. Um, hopefully, we have we get our Instagram back. But as of right now, we are Horrible Decisions Podcast on Instagram um, <laughs> or Horrible Decisions Pod. Pod. Sorry, Horrible Decisions Pod on Instagram. That's our backup page. Um, or, of course, if you are subscribed, make sure you watch the full video as well over on YouTube. Subscribe and leave your comments below. Um, once again, we are looking forward to seeing you pussy-ass hoes on motherfucking tour. So go on over to whorehive.com and get your tickets now. We are venturing off into the West Coast in September. So we are looking forward to seeing all of the whore hive there also extra bonus episodes if y'all really liked our time at the bet awards there are more interviews y'all we didn't put we everything were there for days now i know y'all had a two-hour episode a couple months ago or weeks whatever we dropped this y'all there are is more content and more interviews over on our Patreon. Y'all so complained to, about the three minutes between Nigel. We gave you 11 on the other day. There you go. So go to <laughs> patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. Y'all thank y'all for tuning in to yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.